0: Well, in preparation for today, I, I thought about producing a yearbook. How many of you guys still have yearbooks? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. What's the? How far back do you have a yearbook to? Seventy-two. What year was that for you, class-wise? Was that junior high, high school? Anybody have a junior high yearbook? Okay, okay. Anybody? Did they do elementary yearbooks? I don't. Did they? Yeah, elementary. Okay, elementary. All right. How many times do you go look at those yearbooks? Uh, well, once a year. Every day? Every. Yes. A classroom, you got to go look. Well, I, I entertained the idea of producing an ALF yearbook. Um, and I gave, I gave Jostin um, access to the archive. And so they had started preparing some pages. I'm still not sure if we're going to go all the way to publication but they, they were able to give me, well, actually, someone on the inside gave me access to their, uh, to their layouts. And so I, I want to share these with you real quick, real quick. So just know I don't know exactly everything and everyone that's in these pictures. So, so we'll just have to take a look and see. And so uh, we, oh, okay. So that picture on the right, that's what we used to look like on homecoming day. Look at them. They all look like they're getting mug shots. Yeah, and uh, I can see some faces right in there. Look at that. And then, and there, Jeff, do you remember the night we got, we all got chocolate pies on the front lawn? That was good. Yeah. And that's the building we used to assemble in. Does anyone know what it is now? Rams Fitness. Yes. Yes. Jeff said he was going to go over and tell him he used to work out there, <laughs> spiritually. And I said, touche. And then there is the night ALF was birthed, a New Year's Eve in 2007, I believe it was, out in the frigid cold, and that banner rolled down the side of that building, and boom, there we were. And, uh, and, and Ronnie, is are you in that picture? Okay, I'm looking, oh, I see Mr. Slink, I see Father Slinkered in there, so yeah, yeah, look at those. I'm gonna stand over here closer so I can see, yeah, and then here's new beginnings. We will be on this campus for twelve years in February. How many of you worshipped in the old campus? That many okay, i I didn't think it was going to be that many, okay. But we had our new. We moved in here, and there's the staircase that used to not be there. Yeah, I remember that. And there's the guy who climbed on this roof to replace those skylights. I remember one of my greatest concerns was what happens with one of those breaks. And it was a Wednesday night when I walked in, and laying right there in the middle of the floor was this debris. And you know what it's like when your mind and your heart lives in complete denial. I turn that corner and I look. And my heart goes, that's not what I think it is. And so I, now the question is, how much and how high? Standing right there where my bride's seated, just there, I start looking up. And it's the top two sections right up there. In true ALF form, it's the highest point. Those two were broken out and fallen and laying on the floor. And in that first section, there's a squirrel. Got his head in and hand to God. I'm standing. I said, squirrel, get out of here. I don't have time to deal with you. Because either he was going to die when he hit or I was going to have to catch him and get him out. I remember it well because it was Wednesday night. Wednesday night. And they were they were calling for big storms on Friday, big storms. Well, how in the world do you close those up? And Legacy Tree Company Service came. They were the only ones. I was trying to find someone with something. And they came over on this window, and they put that truck two or three ways. The last way, they put that boom out over there. And the guy is stretching for all five foot nine of him to tape that section up. And they did. But I remember the two guys that came to replace them. (laughs) The guy put one end of the rope under his armpits and the other around the cross. And I thought, I don't know if it'll hold you. But they climbed it like billy goats. It was pretty amazing. So... And then we've got some, uh, our ALF missions. Look, there's Brother Earl when he was younger. And there's Brother Steve when we were younger. And uh, and there's Brother Rose Green. And then uh, there's our Jamaica mission team. And and who's that guy in the coat and jacket with his family around him? Well, that's Josh. Look at him. And then uh, out ringing the bell. Yeah. Do you guys remember when we helped the Nazarene Church move out of their old building? Remember that? Packed it all up. And then and then they said they had a few slides of family. Ha 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 ha. Where Jordan, where that's you, brother. Look at you. That's you, right? Yeah. Look. Yes. We were all younger then. Having a little fun. What is that on fire, Ronnie? What is that fire? Look at those things. And Ronnie wearing the baby shark, the grandpa shark shirt. That's awesome. We were great in softball back then. And, and Misty, who's? Yeah, wow, look at that. And uh, some of our, uh, more of our family. Yeah, look at them. And there's Ronnie getting in trouble by the pastor. That's that's common around here. So Yeah, imagine that some more fun there you know I notice a lot of people dress up around here now that I'm looking at this there's a lot of dressing up around here so and then who Stitch who's that young couple where's Stitch did he oh yeah who's that yeah when we first met Stitch he was one of a entire row of American Samoan students Stitch you remember the night I took you guys to dinner for the first time, and everyone had chicken fried steak with orange juice because that's what you ordered. They knew what Cracker Barrel was. I learned that night the only way to truly feed them was buffet. Hey, it's true. Listen, it's amazing Chinese buffet survived.
1: It really is. And here's some more of our family. Good times. I tell you.
0: Uh, homecoming is a great time to think back of where we've come from and to celebrate where we are. And, and you know, if you'd have told me all those years ago we would be here, I, I mean, it's hard for me to believe it's been as long as it's been. It seems like just today. And, uh, and the truth is, is, you know, depending, if nature takes its course and the Lord tarries, I've got more behind me than I have ahead of me. And that's kind of a weird thing, homecoming to make you think that way. But we wanted to celebrate today uh, about homecoming. And I think this is going to be something we do on the annual now because it is fun to come together and to celebrate where we've come from. I'm looking around and I'm seeing all of your school colors. And, uh, uh, and I'm, hey, for those of you guys can still wear your Letterman's jacket, good on you. <laughs> good on you. Someone asked me, Where's yours? I was like, Pff. I was a much. Different man. Yeah, ah, yeah, I was, I was a, let's just say I was smaller then. Smaller in wisdom, smaller in spirit, smaller. But anyway, but I, I, I wondered, where did this thing called homecoming begin? So I did a little research, and the earliest I could find, at least, you know, on the, the authority that is the internet, in 1910, two uni- University of Illinois students urged the university's Council of Administration to sanction an annual homecoming, a holiday that would afford alumni and students the opportunity to come closer and touch each other, closer and touch with each other. That's really what homecoming is. I got to stand on the sideline for the Greenville High School homecoming, and that was a little surreal, I've got to admit. Homecoming's different than it used to be. High school's different than it used to be, but let me say this for all of you guys who played football, Locker still smells like it always did. Yeah, I stepped in there, and I mean, like a time portal. Just, and, and it's not a, I don't know, it's not a, James, you know, it's not a bad thing. It, it's not something you would buy. I mean, they're not marketing it, but it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. Um, but it just, man, to sit there and think about, you remember back when you were in high school and what homecoming was? And you just get all amped up and all those things. Anyway, so that's as early. And I found this, the the Missouri student. This is actually the Missouri student newspaper. And they are celebrating the uh, 25th anniversary of the class of 1906. (laughs) My goodness. Were they allowed to bring their their comfort uh, dinosaurs with them? This is my... What's that called when you carry an animal with you? Yeah, emotional support. That's my emotional support dinosaur. But homecoming gives us the opportunity to connect to our past. Listen, history isn't always fun and it isn't always great, but history is where we came from. History makes us, in part, who we are. And it gives us a chance to connect that and the present. Listen, if it wasn't for our history, we wouldn't be who we are. I've had some bad days and some good days. I've made some great decisions and some poor decisions. But all of those have accumulated to help me be who I am. And so it's connecting the past with the present, but also it's inspiring the future, amen? It's inspiring the future. When we were in high school, we had, you know, we didn't think about those who would come behind us because we really thought that after we got out of high school, they were just going to stop because there was nowhere but down, right? Class of 84, the one like, None before. I mean, we were just tearing it up and just close it down. It doesn't get any better. It did get better. Homecoming is an important tradition, and uh, it's for remembering and having fun and and uh, celebrating. And so today, I want us to look at five keepsakes for our homecoming. So as I was thinking about this, what what do we need to remind ourselves of? Not as a, a high school or or not as know some other secular organization but as a church as a body of believers on our homecoming what do we want as our keepsakes and so I thought about that and I came up with five and I want to share those with you real quick keepsake number one first Peter 1 18 says this you know that from your empty way of life inherited from your ancestors you were ransomed not by perishable things like silver or gold but by precious blood like that of an unblemished and spotless lamb, namely Christ. He was forsaken before the foundation of the world, but was manifested in the last times for your sake. So, precious one is this, the price that was paid. The reason we get together today is Jesus. Amen? Listen, we all could be doing something. We could all be somewhere else. We can get together for a lot of really good reasons. Brawls for Cause did a great thing this weekend, and I'm thankful for them. But we come together because of Jesus. He's the reason. He's the reason for the season. He's the reason for the getting together. We come together first and foremost because of the price that was paid for our salvation. That's what makes church unique among anything else, any other great organization, Any other great effort, the church is unique unto itself because of what Jesus did for us. And our primary purposes in coming together is one, is celebration. Listen, when I stood on that sideline Friday night, I was thankful that I wasn't the man
1: who was on that same sideline X years ago, I don't remember now, long time ago. I
0: celebrated the fact of the life that I had. I stand here as, I stand in there as a 58-year-old man. I never thought I'd be 58. <clears throat> Did you ever think you would be where you are? I've got two kids. I've got a grand girl. I got to go to Grandparents Day at Caddo Elementary on Thursday. And I didn't know that it was going to cost my bride and I $35. Do you know what they accidentally did? They put Grandparents Day and Book Fair on the same day. What a coincidence. I mean, it's like that
1: in the Big Bang. I mean, who figured? But as we're driving up there, I never dreamt. And as we were singing today, you're beautiful. We come together on homecoming to celebrate.
0: We come together to educate that we will maybe know the Lord a little better. We come together for examination. Listen, I'm not the man I once was, but I'm not the man I'm yet to become. Amen? Self-examination is a part of the process. And when we stand at homecoming, we look back at where we've come from. Amen. And then we look forward to where we're going. So Friday night, they give a shout-out. The 10-year anniversary of the class of 20 and 13 you remember when we were gonna party like it was 1999 yeah. and so I called my son up who happens to be GHS class of 2013 I said hey Trey they just gave your class a shout and he goes okay there was no more underwhelmed he could be I called my bride I said I said hey I said, what's this banner up here in the the stands that says, where's Sharon Sampson? And my bride goes, who's Sharon Sampson? I said, well, that was what your maiden name was. That's what they had known you as. She goes, there's not really a banner. I said, "Well, I know, but it's funny. (laughs) We come together for exhortation, the encouragement of one another. To encourage one another in the way, hey, listen, man, let's keep going. It's been hard, it's been dark, all these things, let's keep going. Those are all things that help make us, and to exhort one another to to keep on keeping on, if I can go all the way back to the 70s. And then dedication, to rededicate ourselves to the cause. When I graduated high school, all I wanted to do was get all I can, can all I got, and sit on the
1: can. But I'm thankful I've dedicated my life to something different. I was in a conversation Tuesday
0: night and a man walked up to me and he says, I've never heard someone challenge me to live life for something more than me. Purpose-driven life, chapter one, line one, it's not about you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not about you. Not exclusively. And so we come together to dedicate ourselves, what? To being who we should be for those who need us. Keepsake number two. First Peter says this, Through Silvus, <clears throat> whom I know to be faithful brother, I have written you briefly in order to encourage you and to testify that this is the true grace of God. Stand fast in it. The church in Babylon, chosen together with you, greets you and said so does Mark, my son. The people, the purpose and the people, People are the greatest asset our world has. Amen? Amen? People are the greatest asset our world has. People are the greatest commodity that the church has. It's not about the building, as beautiful as it is. It's not about the programs, as nice as they are. It's not about the bank accounts.
1: The church is about the people. It's about you. It's about those who come before us.
0: It's about those, if if the Lord tarries, who will come behind us. I think about all the wonderful people who carried the faith alongside of me now who have stepped into glory. I
1: could give you name after name after name, and I'm looking at them, and I'm so thankful for them. I was (laughs) pressed into
0: service Monday. I showed up at a funeral service for a friend of mine. Now, I had called him two weeks, a week and a half earlier, and offered, hey, if there's anything I could do, let me know. So I get to the funeral service at 20 minutes until the service begins. 20 minutes until the service begins. And I was dressed, well, very similar to this. And I go up, and I, hey, I just want you to know I'm here. I'm praying for you. And my pastor friend says, hey, do you think you could help me out with something? Yeah, so I immediately start thinking in my head, well, what could he, well, I, I, I ended up doing the welcome, the welcoming prayer, the obituary, the eulogy, and the closing prayer. And I didn't even have a pen. I, I'm like, I'm, I, no notes, and, and if you've never, it, well, most of you haven't. So they give us a little thing called a clergy record, and it's usually about this big and it's got basically all the bullet points that you'll
1: read in an obituary. And so this is this is what I was given, you know. Oh, okay. But people are the most precious commodity. <clears throat> and the fact that this brother would entrust me enough to hey, would you help me out?
0: Cuz he thought he was going to carry the whole load on himself. And he, he realized, man, if someone could help me. And so people are the greatest commodity that we have. And it's not just our people, it's the capital C church kingdom. And one of the things that I'm regularly amazed in is this, the solidarity in our uniqueness. Look around this room and say, y'all are unique. Okay, come on, you guys need to get on the program. Let's say that again, y'all are unique. Now, that's an easy. That's a nice way for saying y'all might be a little bit weird. When you think about what God does in bringing all of us together from all of our backgrounds with all of our uniqueness, but he puts us together and he goes, hey, I'm going to do something beautiful here. That's what God has done here at the little ALF. Over the years, people have come, some people have gone on, some people have been replanted into other fellowships,
1: but God brings together in our uniqueness, and he goes, here, let me, let me build some solidarity. Hmm. You see, the church is people. It's not the building. It's not the programs. It's not the money. It's the people. It's you. You are. The church. Keepsake number three. Second Peter chapter
0: one says this. Through these things he has bestowed on us his precious and most magnificent promise. So that by means of what was promised you may become partakers of the divine nature. And after escaping the worldly corruption that is produced by evil desires. The promise is to sustain the church. Amen? The Bible says the gates of hell shall not prevail. We look in our world and you go, man, I'm just not sure if we're going to make it. Let me tell you this. As long as Jesus is on the throne, the church will remain. Now, we may look a little different. We may talk a little different. We might be a little bigger or a little smaller. But understand this. The church will be sustained because Christ ordains it. And if you don't know that the church is a God-ordained and God-sustained thing, you don't understand church. Because like I said momentarily, we'd be crazy. <clears throat> we, we just lose our minds sometimes. But he promises to sustain the church till when? Till he comes. I hope I'm alive when he comes. I do. And if you look around, <laughs> Maybe. The greatest challenge to the longevity of the church is its own thoughts, feelings, and choices. The greatest adversary of the church is the church. It's us. There's never been a church to split because the government said they had to do it. There's never been a church to split because they fought over Texas OU weekend. There's never been a church to split Because someone said chocolate pie isn't great. No, whenever a church splits, and it does, it's always the thoughts, feelings, and choices of who? The church. We must always keep our eyes on him. Why? It's not about me. I am privileged. I am privileged to be your pastor.
1: And if the Lord tarries his return one day, I won't be your pastor. Why? Because I'm just a man.
0: I'm an under shepherd. I'm a man, like Ecclesiastes says, that has a season. Now, in my season, I want to do the best that I can. I want to guard. I want to fight. I want to grow. But it's not about me.
1: This isn't my church, this is his church. And you, are the church we must be sure to guard our thoughts our words
0: and our actions and we must prepare to pass the torch amen I love Wednesday nights Awana you know why because there's leaders coming out of there that's the church I love looking at that section right there look at them look, look how
1: look at just look at them look at them The one who has Dallas upside down and backwards is one of our staff members. One of the
0: challenges for each and every one of us in our lives is understanding that we are temporal beings and we must prepare to pass the torch because one of three things will occur.
1: Either one, we'll drop it to the ground when life leaves the tent. Two, is those honyaks will wrestle it out of our hands. How many times has too many people clenched, fist, power and authority? Or three, we can lovingly prepare and share that torch. Number four. Oh, I got to
0: get on with this. 1 Peter 1, blessed... Be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he gave us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That is, into an inheritance imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. It is reserved in heaven for you. The provision made, one day heaven, amen? One day heaven. He's going to tune. We're going to scoot. It's going to be great. One day, heaven, and all of those beautiful people who have journeyed on before us will meet us there fully and eternally healed, and we'll be glad to see them, and they'll be glad to see us, and all of the sins of this world will become lies to us, and we will walk in the full presence of Jesus every day and in every way one day heaven if the, that might be the greatest keepsake it just kind of depends on how your days going and then the last one is this keepsake number 5 first peter 2 for god wants you to silence the ignorance of foolish people by doing good god wants you to silence the ignorance of foolish people how shaming them on social media nope Maybe a little throat punch? (laughs) No, 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 don't do that. No. You see, he wants us to pursue him. He wants us to be prepared to know his son Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And in doing that, we must love and live and serve in such a way that glorifies the Lord. Amen? Man, that's the easiest litmus test. Is what I'm about to say, is God going to be glorified in that? The fact that I'm about to take this car and put it into his rear bumper, is that going to glorify God? That edifies the saints. Is what I'm about to do or say going to edify
1: the family? Is it going to make you feel better? Is it going to bolster your faith? Is it going to glorify the Lord? Is it going to edify the saints? Is it going to invite the lost to be saved? Am I being salt and light? Or am I just being something bitter? Am I just giving in
0: and reinforcing the excuse the world wants to use against the church and against Jesus, the head of the church? Well, you
1: know, those Christians, they're just all a bunch of hypocrites. Those pastors, all they want is my money. Part of homecoming is remembering and celebrating what we're called
0: to. The pursuit of what, you know, when I graduated high school, I graduated thank you, Lottie. All I wanted was out. I bust that high school gym door and never looked back. But you know what my pursuit was? My pursuit was just whatever I thought of that day. I I was such a small individual. I was small in my thought. I was small in my scope. I was small in my understanding of what life is and what it can be. Life was so much more than I ever imagined. And when I look back
1: now, not only am I, you know, I look back and I'm like, okay. But life is so much more than I ever imagined. I say this with as sincere as I know how. I'm the richest man on the face of the earth. I thought I was going to die when I was 30 till I was 32. And the fact that I get
0: to be a grandfather, and the fact that I get to pastor this church, and the fact that I get to live in my hometown. And say, listen, I once was blind, but now I see. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was thirsty, but now I'm
1: satisfied. Oh. And I want every day and in every way to glorify the Lord, to edify the saints,
0: and to invite the lost world. Just come and see. Just come and see. We must help others be prepared by our example, by discipleship, and by service. Homecoming reminds me to live my life in such a way to be an example, not of perfection because Lord knows I'm not, not as a guy who knows everything because I do not, but just a guy who loves the Lord, who's saved by grace, and just wants to leave the world better than he found it. And then discipleship, to help other people learn how to do it. The odd old leadership principle, I'll do it and you watch. We'll do it together. I'll do it and watch you and then you do it. And then service. It's simple, but it's true. The world doesn't care how much you know until it knows how much you care. This last week on our campus, six of the seven days hosted ministry events.
1: And I love that. I love that when people think of ALF, they think of ministry. And there are more people that can than could fit into this room who when they think home, this is what they think of. What a blessing. What a blessing.
0: So today we wanted to celebrate communion. Communion is a great time when we come together to celebrate the Lord and to remember because homecoming isn't limited to just our few years, but it goes all the way back to what? The early church. It goes all the way back to Jesus. And so in our celebration of communion, we're saying, Lord, we're celebrating where we've come from. We're celebrating who we are in our season. And Lord, if you tarry, we're celebrating what the church will be. Amen? Because as long as there's a world, there's going to be a need of a church. And as I look at the, world today I shudder just a little
1: because one day Jesus is coming and he's going to take his church and if you think the world's lost its mind now you let the absence of the church and God's Holy Spirit take root that's why I'm glad I'm not going to be here and that's why I have a deep commitment to try and help as many people as I can
0: miss that Because it's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. Let's have a word of prayer and prepare our minds and our hearts and invite the deacons to uh, prepare to come and serve. Let's pray together, shall we? Father, we thank you again for this day as we celebrate homecoming. And Father, we think of those, Lord, who have gone on to you. And Father, we thank you for them. Father, we celebrate them and what they have instilled to us that we carry on to this day and Father we thank you for your commission to us in this our season King David prayed that he would be faithful in his generation Father may we be found faithful in our generation Father we just thank you so much for your faithfulness to us Lord, the stories could go on and on and on. But Father, you are faithful. And Father, we thank you for the privilege of being a part of your church. And Father, we thank you that you have a purpose for the church. We thank you for the little C church that is the little ALF. Father, we thank you today for our sister churches who are living and loving and sharing the gospel. Father, bless them. Father, we ask that you would bless this time of celebration, of examination, of edification, of inspiration. dedication. Father, we thank you so much that we have this physical gift that puts us hand in hand and arm in arm with the Capital C Church of all time. Father, bless it to us that we in return may be a blessing to others. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, good morning, church. We've got a new one for you guys. It's uh, it's called uh, Homecoming.
2: Oh, how fitting. Right? Yeah. Jimmy taught yes. me that. Yeah. <laughs> how to program music according to your your scene. Lord I confess. Follow along as best you can. That I've been a criminal. I've stolen your breath And I sang my own song Amen And Lord, I confess That I'm far from innocent Mm. The shackles I wear Oh, I bought on my own Scarlet sins At a crimson cost You nailed my debt To that old rugged cross An empty slate At an empty grave Thank God that stone Was rolled away Easy chorus Cause Lord I confess I've been a prodigal Jimmy this is your story Made for Your house But I walk my own Road Then Jesus came This bridge, you take a listen. There's a lot of lyrics in here, but it really talks about the greatest homecoming. And as Jimmy says, "But one day, I see bright crimson robes draped over the ashes. A wide open tomb It should be a casket. The children are singing and dancing and laughing. The father is welcoming." This is our homecoming, roses in bloom, pushed up from the embers, our rivers of tears flow from good times remembered, families are singing and dancing and laughing, another is welcoming, this
3: is our homecoming, heaven joins in with All gathered around, cause of one's that.